and we're live uh, here on Facebook. Um, man, busy week this week. Uh, on a week that should that looked like it would be somewhat busy, got way busier with a couple of uh, headlines that we got to throw at you. Um, so, Rich, how you doing this week? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, sorry about the internet connections that I had last week, um, but it, it was a good week to at least have those issues, as we had on a guest host, uh, Nick Baker, on the line and on the air with us. So uh, thanks again for Nick for joining us last week. And uh, also, Mike, uh, thanks for the Veterans Day wishes uh, to myself and all the other fellow veterans. Uh, in response to that, I just have to say it was just an honor to have served. Yeah, we, we do appreciate it. Uh, we want to make sure you know that. Um, so, uh, let's get into the headlines? Yeah, yeah, let's or go. Or should I so make we'll be my going announcement into... first? Yeah, go, go ahead, Mike. Uh, the COVID hit the Hart family, so I have it. My wife has it. So, we're doing fine. Uh, it just feels Good. like a really bad flu. Uh, I did lose my taste last night, so that's a little odd to eat food without actual tasting it. Um the most heartbreaking thing, I was doing a test, and I went through a Reese's peanut butter cup and couldn't taste it. Oh, okay. So but you're was... doing good enough that we don't have to put you on the COVID IR list. Yet. No, 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 no. I'm isolated in my studio. I have uh, I have my fish and my dog and my wife, and uh, we're just getting through it. It's like, it, like I said, it feels mostly like a normal cold, um, but hey uh that's that that's all we're gonna say about it uh i'll let you know when i get better um so headlines uh man so long we have a poll question yeah we have a poll question um goodbye theo that's -hmm. that's kind of the one that hits home the most i think uh goodbye theo Uh, thanks. Uh, and, and then what else do we got on this, uh, for this? Um, taking a look at some NBA and NHL news that's, yeah. uh, that happened this off season. And, uh, and then we'll be going over to the gridiron to give you a recap of the action from, uh, the big 10 and the MFL, the NFL. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. So Mike, why don't you go ahead and hit the button and roll that intro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, uh, let's get into the poll question. Sandlot, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams. Uh, I think your... uh, your constant questioning of how good uh, field uh, or uh, Sandlot is has uh, finally rubbed off on the fans. As uh, it only got one vote this week. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, did we not share the poll enough this week? Did Did you not share the poll enough to, to get it out? To, or maybe I mean the people just didn't show up and vote this week. I guess. Yeah. As I mean, it was a pretty loyal following um, in previous years, where we where we were just limited to two choices for a baseball movie, and the Sandlot won every single time by pretty wide margin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened this time, but hey, the people voted, and they did. Uh, so we have a tie. Rich, what are the numbers on the tie? Uh, so the tie is four votes. I'm looking up the actual results. i got to switch over to our Facebook page for that real quick. Uh, but it was four votes for Field of Dreams and four votes for Bull Durham. You were a lone holdout that voted for something different, okay. Mike. So I, I know you're very much reliant. I, I know you're very much adamant in your opinion that Sandlot is the greatest baseball movie of all time. You've expressed the opinion many times on this show that it is. Still stand um, by that, by the way. I know, and I, I, you have great reasons for it, and I respect your wishes. But uh, because we are, this is not going to, my vote, I have to change my vote and tip the scales. Okay. So, um, Bull Durham 
is the truest, from what I understand, what mm-hmm. I've heard from people in the industry that have actually played and or worked in baseball. Bur- Bull Durham is a fairly true-to-life representation of what playing in the minor leagues is like. However, okay. Field of Dreams, just every time, you want to have a catch? This is a tough decision, Rich. It, it really is. It really but is. But because of where we're located and because of how much every time it's on, I'd probably stop and watch it now. We're going to go with Field of Dreams. Okay. So, Mike, on the official poll, your vote will still remain with the Sandlot. Oh, we'll totally. kind of treat you. We'll kind of treat you as like the super delegate. Yeah. And your vote was used to break the tie yeah. since you were the one outliner. So um, so we'll probably be taking a break from baseball for a little while because we got to hit some other sports. Um, so our next set of movies is going to be football, Mike. Yep. So, Mike, why don't you give the folks, tell us the category that we're going to go with and give them the movies, which will appear on a poll uh, that I'll get live after we go off air today. Okay, so it's going to be football movies. Okay. And it's going to be football true life stories. All right. What are our movies, Mike? We're going to be looking at Remember the Titans, Rudy, We Are Marshall, Invincible, and The Express. Okay. So look for that poll to go live shortly after we get off air and make sure to like like, share, and vote on the poll. Uh, and Rich, I added one for next week's poll. Okay. You did not have there. All right. One that I cool. think you've seen, actually. Pretty sure. All right, Mike. So uh, we'll go ahead and go over to the diamond. We'll yep. stay in baseball a little bit. So the big news to come out of baseball was that Theo Epstein has decided to step down as president of the Cubs a year earlier. Yep. Maybe about a month ago, he said that this would would be his last season with the Cubs, and then to where this was going to be a transition year to Jeb Hoyer. But this week, they decided that he was he was just going to go ahead and leave now, and uh, let Jeb have the promotion after all. Yeah. Um, some odd things there. First, uh, we look at it and we think. Um, Theo, Theo hasn't done much the last couple of years. And I think a lot of it has to do with his fear of what the fans are going to say about him. Um, these last few years were the years to get rid of Schwarber and make money off of him. Would have been the years to get rid of... Um, I mean, Chris Bryant will still get some money for, but you can't hold on to a lot of the talent and expect them to age and keep playing at the top level. So we've, we've kind of taken a lot of these guys and played them past their prime. If you will, I don't know about past their prime, but it's going to make it that make it a lot harder to trade them with only one more year of control. Whereas if you would maybe traded guys like Schwarber and Bryant, maybe a year or two years ago, you would have at least might have been able to get a bigger a bigger prospect haul or a bigger right. haul in return because you had a little bit more control over them. So what I actually meant by and you you are correct prime what I was meaning by prime was not related to actual uh, hit their playing ability. What I meant by past their prime was uh, the prime time for making money off of their trade. Okay, and that's where I thought you were going as well. So. Um, so what was it the right move for for the for the team for Theo to make and with the team in mind? The hard part is um, Jed has been such a a disciple of uh, of Theo for the last what fifteen years. Um, yeah, yeah, because they did work together in Boston before Jeb Hoyer went to San Diego yeah. to run them for a couple of years. So the question becomes, is Theo, uh, or is this just 
replacing Theo with Theo Light. Hmm. And if that's what, honestly, I think that's what it ends up being, and, and that's okay. I don't mind that, but it's not. It's not necessarily the greatest move. Hmm. Um, are we gonna be getting somebody better? Are we gonna like? Is it really a change in guard? Is it? Is the philosophy's not a change, right? I mean, Jeb is just gonna take Theo's philosophy and continue to make it work. Or attempt to make it work. Now, theoretically, uh, hopefully, Jeb will be willing to blow up this team. Because if we don't blow up this team now, like, now. I'm not even saying during the season. Like, we need to blow this team up now and hopefully get some prospects that can come in and, and get some some actu- some talent that will actually be able to, to help us do something. Um, but... I, I think it might be a little too late for this year. Yeah, I, I think take just taking the the franchise look at it, I, I think it was the right move to make, okay. as you, you didn't want to have a lame duck, a lame duck president of operations and Theo being the one to put like the the stamp of approval on remaking the team or trading making those hard decisions on which players are going to stay and which ones are going to go. Uh, being the only thing that could have helped Jeb in that is that if the trades didn't work out, you had Theo to point back to and say, hey, this was the guy that made the decision. I didn't make the decision. I, I didn't have the final approval to to, to make to make the trades that I wanted to make. So now so now it is on Jeb, Jeb to uh, kind of forge and decide what the next steps are going to be, whether it's going to be keeping some of the core or trading everybody away and starting over again, starting the rebuild over again yeah. to where at least now he has that, he has the decision to take the, take the team in the next direction and, and um, decide where, what direction the team is going to go moving forward. And at least now he doesn't necessarily have Theo to kind of, um, Maybe get maybe not get in the way, but at least it's one less voice in the room to say no. You know what? I think we should hang on to this guy and see if we can make it work. If he can continue to make it work. Yep. So uh, I don't know what what I don't know what the next steps are going to be. Whether that's going to be Bryant, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, maybe even Hap, or even even Contreras or Rizzo. But I don't. Yeah. But I mean, if I had the guess right now, I I don't. It wouldn't surprise me. Please, I'll go three of those guys aren't with the team next year. Yeah, I think at this point, um, the most bang for our buck on trade offers, on trade fodder, is going to be uh, Hap. Uh, maybe Contreras. You don't really want to get give him up. And Baez. Those are the three that I think have the most value to, the, to other teams. Um, but part of that is because they're the most valuable to us. Um so getting rid of any of those three is going to be tough. But part of progress is, you know, trading when trading value when it's high for value when it's going to be lower. Yeah, and right now, I mean, the, the value isn't there on Chris Bryant. Yeah. He's a year away from free agency. His agent has already said that he's going to go to free agency. And maybe the past two years, he really hasn't been – performing up to the standard that he set in his first two years in the league. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see how this week goes or how the, this year goes. Um, I don't remember. Do you, I, let me, I'm going to look something up real quick. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll give you a question here on it. Do you think that, what, what, how would you grade Theo? A lot of people have, I mean, have been like maybe expressing expressing gratitude toward him because he brought the Cubs. I mean, he brought he came into the Cubs in a low point in the franchise, guided it through a rebuild and got it as a world and got us a World Series in 2016. But a lot of people are, I think, are really harshly grading his performance as a as an executive based off of the last couple years and are kind of disappointed because the team didn't turn into a dynasty and win multiple championships when was the last so what what's your opinion on it so i'm gonna start with asking some questions 
When was the last okay. time we truly saw dynasties? Probably the New York Yankees in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. when they won multiple championships. Now, uh, we did see the Giants go every other year for, what, f- six years? Yeah. So that's three championships. So that might be, but even that wasn't um, wasn't what made like that that I wouldn't necessarily call a, a full dynasty. Um, we haven't had yeah, but you're to to the point. The last back to back championship we've ever had, or that that the MLB has had, was uh, the Yankees, I believe. Um, so. Judging harshly because of that, not necessarily the best on that. That's the first. Second, Mm -hmm. um, what do we look like when we – does the future still look good with what we have for prospects? Yes, we've not been great at trading away guys when their value is high to get money later. But what does it look like? What does our future in our prospects look like? Kind of a mixed bag, depending on how on how you feel with guys. Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, um, I would say our our future still looks solid. We have some questions, and the biggest one is pitching. That's always everybody's biggest question, right? Like in in this era of baseball, the hardest thing to do is to get to string together enough pitching whether it's through just having a, a the amazing bullpen that you got you only need four innings out of your starter and then you come to your bullpen every day or whether mm-hmm. it's you have amazing starters it's hard to get a comedy either either combination to make it so that you have guys that because if you have i mean you need at least you almost need two two full aces in today's MLB, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, first, you have to have two full aces. Second, you have to have... Um, you're going to have to have more that goes on with that. Like, it's just... It's harder to say that this is the way. Um, so, my official grade on Theo Epstein is going to be a C. A C? Okay. Maybe... A, no, we'll go a C+. Plus. Okay. Maybe even no. We moved it up to a B. We moved it up to a B. He got us a championship. That's number one. Like, he never has to buy a steak in Chicago again. Never has to buy a deep dish pizza in Chicago again. So that's number one. Number two, um, he's done a good job of helping us structure our farm system into to get them to where we can develop. T- develop talent better than what we were. Um, and then finally, uh, so, and then finally, uh, his down, his demerits are the fact that he couldn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't trade guys away when he needed to, to bring us back and get us truly competitive for the, the world series again. Yeah, I, I I think I I think I go I I can agree with that. I think I would go with a B. Um, that Jose Quintana trade looks worse and worse every year, and the fact that you could have gotten. I mean, the rumor had it that in when they traded for Aroldis Chapman, is that they could have gotten him without having to give up. They if they would have included Schwarber, Schwarber was involved in one of the trades, and they went with minor leaguer. Um, Claber Torres instead, and I mean Claber Torres hasn't been the greatest shortstop defensively, but on the offensive side, he's looked pretty good out in out in New York. And where would you rather have him as your second baseman, or a veteran that may not even be on the roster right now in second base? Or if you decided to give up Javi Baez, you could easily slid Claber in there, where Schwarber at the time was injured. And yes, he was a big part of that World Series win, but long term, it probably would have been better to include Schwarber in that trade instead of instead of Torres. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, I mean, there were some other trades. I mean, we, we brought up that maybe 
maybe he held on to some of the core players one season too long. Yeah. Um, to where the, the attitude of maybe, all right, let's roll it back, let's roll it back and add pieces here and there may have cost him a little bit in the long term. So now it's up to Jeb to make those decisions on who stays and who goes now. So, yeah, I'd probably give it a B too, but at the same time, I mean, the, I think the whole dynasty mode, not not being happy that he didn't deliver multiple championships, I think is a little harsh. Yep. Because, I mean, from what was it, 2015, 2015 all the way to even last year, the Cubs were either in the playoffs or they were right there I mean, they, in it all the way at the last week of the season. They made the playoffs this year. Yep. And I think that they, they missed it. They they missed it uh, one year. two years ago now, yeah. but they were right there up up until the very end. Yep. They weren't eliminated in September like you had in years past. So I think that, that long stretch of continued success was probably like the best that we had in fran- one of probably one of the best stretches in franchise history. Where before it seemed like it was kind of like a roller coaster. Yeah. We'd have one or two good years, and then we'd flatten line out and have be out of playoff contention and go right back up. Have a few good years and then go right back down and have nothing for a couple. Yeah, um, I agree. So we'll see. Um, hopefully, good things come to the Cubs. Um, they are. I mean, they're gonna forever be our teams. Um, yeah. And you I, and I, I think... you and I got to see something that um, generations of Cubs fans didn't get to see: a World Series title. So, you know, take joy in that. Um, no real big trades to announce on any of that uh, just yet. No, but, not uh, really. We're under 90 days before, till pitchers and catchers, if I remember correctly. That sounds about right. There's a lot of rumors going out there with uh, Francisco Lindor and Nolan Arenado maybe getting traded, as well as the guys that we've already mentioned, like Baez and Bryant, possibly being on the block. But nothing done. nothing's done yet, and there really hasn't been any big free agent signings yet either. Yeah, so pitchers and catchers, February 16th is hmm. pitchers and catchers report. So. so we're getting closer. Yeah. So, yeah. Assuming that the season starts on time. <laughs> uh, here's the hoping. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the NBA, Mike, uh, the NBA draft was yep. Wednesday night? Sure. I Wednesday don't remember. Night? One of those nights. I don't... It was Wednesday night. Oh, okay. I, 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 I didn't watch it. Did you? Nope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Neither did I. Did you care about any um, of the trades? Not really. Not not. Well, how, I mean, how about the biggest it, news to come out of the NBA this week? That is that has nothing to do with the draft or the trade, but okay. it's still probably the biggest news to come out of the NBA uh, this week and or this month. Okay, and what was that, Mike? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, Clay Thompson went down with a knee injury. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Clay Thompson went down, and supposedly, I, I thought you were going with James Harden once out of Houston. I mean, everybody wants out of everywhere. But, yeah, Clay Thompson is now – this is his second year in a row that he goes out for basically the entire season. Um, his value as a player has dropped dramatically. Uh, he's now 30, which not over the hill, but long, far enough down that uh, we'll see if he ever – if he gets – if he doesn't just straight get cut at this point. I don't think he'll get cut, but I mean, I, I think it could come down to maybe they'll restructure his contract when he's ready to come back, though. Yeah, that's his best hope. Because yeah, two years in a row, you're not going to be able to play because you've had some sort of knee or leg injury. So, yeah. Um, other than that, no real NBA news for me. Do you have anything that you want to hit on? Not really. Chris Paul's going to be going to the Valley of the Sun. He's going to be in uh, Phoenix now with Chris Booker. Okay. Um, that really was really the only major trade to come out. Um, as far as the James Harden goes, he supposedly turned down $50 million a year to play in Houston, <coughs> yeah. where he'd also have no state taxes, being in Texas. Yeah, so... To go out to Brooklyn to team up with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and probably go to a market in New York City 
that has probably one of the higher tax rates. We haven't. We don't know what that contract looks like, what the no. offer actually looked like. Uh, so we can't say that that's necessarily what should have like the best move. Um, but even beyond that, uh, how rude! Didn't he? Wasn't he the reason that the team uh, went out and got Westbrook? Yeah. And gave up doubt. on the future of their team just to get Westbrook? Yeah. And but, now he's saying he doesn't like the direction for which they're going? James Harden, you made these calls. You went. You used the press and your stature as a veteran to put your team in the position they are in now. What right do you have to say, I don't like the direction this team is going. This is your direction. Get out of here. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing that I did hear from the, like the talking heads uh, on ESPN was that, I mean, a lot of it has to do with, um, he was really close with Daryl Morey, the president of operations. And he's now in Philadelphia as the ownership let him go. Then go to Philadelphia. Exactly, and they also let go of the coach, Mike D'Antoni. But the, I guess the problem that I have with, with Hardy wanting out of it is that if any team, whether it's the general manager making the moves, but ultimately the ownership has to sign off about it, is they've made every single move to maximize James Harden's skill set to put the right players around him that fit his skill set instead of, instead of telling James Harden, all right, we know what you do, but here's our system. You're going to adjust to that. And I, I just don't see the fit in how he how he would perform with Durant and Irving since all of them basically play the same style of game and play best when they have the ball in their hands. That's, I mean, that's a great point in and of itself. I would also argue that uh, James Harden, I mean, the guy, sure, I don't mean to sound like Stephen A. Smith when I do this. Mm-hmm. Seriously. James Harden's been selfish, was selfish in Houston. He's going to be selfish no matter where he goes. And when you're playing with other guys that end up being selfish, I don't think that's going to work. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like that at least Houston's taking the that they can get. if they Or, you know what, they're going to make him play out those two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard because I'm actually I've, – I've said it before. I'm a huge James Harden fan. It might be the beard. It might be – it might be his skills. But I've always li- – I've liked James Harden, and I would argue he's probably better than LeBron. And yet this – today, what he's done this week makes me like him a whole lot less. So mm. – um. So, uh, talking about player disagreements, Mike, uh, the NHL seems to be a little bit of... So, the, NF- the, the NHL Players Association came to an agreement with the owners right before... Or five months ago, right? Five, month, five, six months ago, right before they went into the bubble to resume to yep. start the NHL playoffs. Eyes wide open. Like, they, they gave lots of concessions, knowing that there weren't going to be concessions. Get that? Get that ha ha ha, because there's not yeah. fans in the in there, so they can't have concessions. Yeah. Man, I'm funny. I'm sorry. Um, but they made they made lots of these concessions. They made they they made agreements that would help uh, the owners out. They just wanted to get as as much as they could, and now the uh, owners are saying, "Well, this deal doesn't work," and the players are looking at them like, "Hey." We made this agreement knowing what was going on with COVID. And uh, so um, so the the players are saying, this is ridiculous. What are your thoughts, Rich? Because I have some I, thoughts, and, and I have thoughts on the owner's side, uh, which I'll give you just, as soon as you give me yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I got to side with the players. I mean, we I, I read through the article, kind of skimmed it, kind of half read it, half skimmed it. And I mean, they went over and they, I think that where they had like worst case scenario, good scenario and to where, I mean, they knew the risks associated with COVID before they made the agreement as far as, all right, how much deferred salary will we allow you to do 
to push into coming years and how much can we put in the escrow. Yep. So I, I, I can't blame the players for for uh, sticking to their guns and saying, no, this is the agreement we agreed to. I mean, I think it'd be different if they were sticking to an agreement that was last year pre-COVID, but they made the agreement with COVID in mind with the worst case scenarios being in place as far as what revenue could look like. Yeah, Rich. To kind of help out the owners. Rich, six months ago, where where did we think we were going to be with uh, COVID? We didn't know where we'd be. Um, six months ago, no, six months ago, when we went inside and we all started to uh, started to um, to quarantine, the concept was flatten the curve, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we were flattening the curve, um, weren't we doing it? And and we were told if we flat if we if we quarantine if we ice social distance if we do all of these things in four to six weeks, we'll be able to be back to to life as normal, right? Yeah. So the owners were making this agreement with that in mind, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. They were go. They made the special concessions to make the playoffs work, so that they could resume the season. And so, things haven't changed much since that. Since the Stanley Cup champions, Stanley Cup playoffs ended. We are. Or you can probably make the case that it's gotten worse. Right. <laughs> it has gotten worse. Numbers are are skyrocketing. Numbers have gotten way worse. Um, we are six months into four, two to four weeks to flatten the curve. The owners are seeing now. The players, I, I understand that they don't care, but the owners are at a point where most of their, the NBA is actually way behind in revenue from TV deals. At least in the states, NFL, NBA, MLB, those guys make billions on rev on TV revenue. The NHL is way behind on that. So, yeah, they make money on it, but they're not making the same type of money. That's number one. Number two, um, most of where the NFL and the NHL makes their money is going to be, be being made on ticket sales and in-person uh, sales. So now you're taking those two things away. You're also likely looking at I would guess another bubble situation they're going to have to play the entire season in a bubble here's why I say this one Canada Canada is not letting people into Canada unless like unless you're basically a citizen at this point they are very closed off so to get to Canada, to, to get them to allow teams to come up and play games is going to be more than difficult. So either Canadian teams are going to have to come down to America and play down here, or American teams are going to just all have to go up there and play up there all at once. That's what's going to yeah. have to happen. So that hurts ticket, and they're going to do it to empty stadiums yet again. So again, all of the revenue that they make, most of it is not going to be ma being made back. What the owners need to do is they need to get on and they need to make uh, they need to make TV deal. They need to recontract their TV deals, and they need to figure out a way to get Americans into hockey. And I will tell you one thing: canceling the Winter Classic, not necessarily planning any outdoor uh, stadium series games not the way to do it Americans actually loved have loved and continue to love the uh, the winter classic play the winter classic NHL that's how you make TV money you get people on board with it don't decrease the number of outdoor games increase it encourage a team to build an outdoor stadium for hockey encourage it 
I guarantee you, you have a team that builds an outdoor stadium for hockey, you will, I almost guarantee that team will have a TV revenue that will go through the roof of any team in the NHL. Then you're going to see a lot of other teams trying to do it as well. This is what the NHL needs to do. Not cut their 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 uh, Winter Classic. Not cut these things. They need to increase it. That's how they get more TV viewership. That's how they make more money. They're not going to make money on concessions. They're not going to make money on ticket sales. This is why the owners want to renegotiate. Now it's on them for not having thought this all the way out, but that's why I think that the the owners need to renegotiate because they're going to go bankrupt otherwise, which is going to in turn bankrupt the NHL. Sorry, Rich, I kind of went on a full rant nope. there. No, that that that's fine. I really didn't have too but too much of a. You had more opinions and views on this than I did, so and and they were all good ones. Uh, We've talked about that. We've talked about that. We've talk- yeah, let's go to the, let's go start off on the on the uh, college side of things. Games happening today. Uh, how did we do last week on our Big Ten uh, pickums? All right. So Mike, I went with Rutgers. You went with the University of Illinois. Uh, Illinois won the matchup twenty three to twenty. Uh, moving my record to two and two, Mike, you're three and one. Nice. Um, All right, so Mike, who do you like? Big Ten week number five. Who's your pick to win? So th- this is going to be a bold prediction. Not the game that I'm picking, but the out the aftermath if I'm wrong. Okay. So uh, I think Michigan's going to beat Rutgers, but if they don't, if I'm wrong. I think Michigan is looking for a head coach on Monday. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I still think there's a lot of loyalty to Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, I think a lot of that could come down to how he does in the Ohio State-Michigan game, not, not what his record will be going into that game. I think it matters 100% what his record is going into it, especially if he's losing games that he's supposed to like just destroy in. So. Okay. All right. So my pick to win, I'm going to go with Iowa over Penn State. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, they I, looked pretty good the last two weeks against Michigan State and, uh, and Minnesota. They look good against Minnesota. And uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the home state uh, Hawkeyes over the Nittany Lions. Okay. So um, now we're going to go over to the pro side, Mike. Yep. And uh, give you our re- – so we'll do a quick recap of where the matchups went uh, last week. Uh, so for our locks, uh, our guest picker, Nick, improved our guest picker record to 1-1 one and one as his pick of the Packers beat the Jaguars 24-20. to 20. Um, Mike, we both also got our locks as the Saints beat the shorthanded 49ers 27-13 and the Raiders – Raiders took care of business in uh, in Vegas and beat the Broncos 37 to 12. Man, those are good picks. Yeah, over on the upset side, um, you were the only one that got an upset right as the Cardinals beat the Bills 32 to 30 on the Hale Murray play to close out regulation. Yeah. And uh, um, Nick and I did not get our upsets as Nick's pick of the Texans over the Browns didn't happen as the Browns won 10 to seven. And um, my pick of the bolts over the dolphins didn't happen as the dolphins won 29 to 21. Now Uh, I I do want to give you both an honorable mention of your upset because I took the upset. Everybody wanted. Yeah. So let's, let's be fair. I don't know if you got the first pick last week, pre-show when we talked about it all three of us wanted to pick that game i'm the only one that got to because i was the first one on the bubble so that's right so uh upsets mike you're now at three and seven i'm at four five four and one and nick and our guest picker spot i think is now one and one because i don't think david hyvinga got his upset last uh when he was on as our guest picker nick so didn't get uh his either yeah. Oh no. So yeah. So it's yeah, you're right. Two. It would be zero and two. Yeah. Zero and two for our guests. Yep. Uh, Thursday night football was another really good game as the Seahawks beat the Cardinals twenty-eight to twenty-one. The Cardinals had their chance to pull out another uh, late-game victory, but it seemed to me that 
it seems like they were trying to go for the end zone and go for the win instead of maybe marching, mar- continuing to march down the field. So there were time, there was time left. They didn't have to have to go just for the end zone. Which I so does that mean I got all three of my picks correct this week? You did as wow. the Seahawks. You you had the Seahawks. I I went opposite of you and went with the Cardinals, so I could even up my record for Thursday. You know this game of you picking the opposite of me is not going so well for you. It's not. I don't know if I'll have an opportunity to go opposite of you for a while. Um, uh, we have one. But... We, we've already discussed what we're doing this week, so I know yeah. that you have at least one game that you can make up for in uh, on Thursday night. Okay, so Mike, let's go ahead and get into our picks before we go into power rankings. Okay. Uh, so Mike, who do you like as your lock of the week for week number eleven? This one I think is probably the easiest lock that I've made in a long time. Um, Green Bay over Indy. Okay, um, I, I think that I think the game's going to be a lot going to be close, and I also could see the Colts take getting the win because of that defense. Um, yeah, the defense but, is hard, but uh, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna tell me not to pick a, pick Aaron Rodgers? I, I all I'm saying is I really thought long and hard about taking Colts over the Packers for an upset pick. That's all. Okay, um, who's your lock of the week? You know, I, I'm not sh- quite really as confident of this after you uh, after you made your opinions in our pre-show about it, but the Broncos' offense is looking really bad right now, as the as the Raiders forced what four turnovers yep. off of interceptions, and the Dolphins' defense is looking really on point and yep. carrying this team right now. So I'm going to go with uh, the Dolphins going into Mile High and getting the win. Yeah, it's as a lock. It's hard to. It's hard for me to accept that as a lock. Now, I'm not saying I don't agree with the pick. I'm just saying mm-hmm. as a lock, you're saying that you guarantee that win. Like that's kind of what the lock is. This is where this is. I'm just getting letting people uh, in on on what the discussion was beforehand. Calling Miami a lock. Now, now I picked them to win because Denver seems that bad. But one. Uh, Miami is mo- is coming from the beautiful weather in Miami mm-hmm. to Denver, so they got to deal with the cold. Number two, they have to deal with the altitude, and number three, uh, Denver is always scrappy. So mm. that's why I like I don't I'm not putting it on Denver as the reason why you why you shouldn't make that lock. I'm putting it as much on uh, on Miami as why you shouldn't pick it as a lock. But I do like that pick. I just wouldn't call it a lock myself. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with, though, even against those reasons. Yep. Uh, so, Mike, who do you like? As, who's on upset alert for you this week? Man, um, division leader. Okay. Versus uh, third place in a, in a, in a different division. But they would be first place in the in the in this team's division if they if yep. they yep. weren't in there if weren't somewhere else. Yep, but they're still third place in the division. And okay, I'm going with Philadelphia over Cleveland. All right, I I like the pick. Uh, no LBJ, but they do have their running game back. Yeah, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, yeah. but I I still like the pick because the Eagles got some injury got some key players back from yep. injury this week as well. Yep. So I, I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans over the Ravens. Okay, I like that one too. Uh, I – yeah, yeah. I I did not pick that in what I decided, but I like that pick. Um, one quick thing uh, to think about, and it will kind of go into power rankings – Okay. Isn't this like the fourth year in a row Philadelphia is making the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think it is. Is that a dynasty? At least the third year. Is that like almost a dynasty? As a division winner, I, I don't know about that. Or a division winner, I don't know. Just, just something to think about. Okay. And they've won a Super Bowl in there. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Okay. We'll All right. So, Mike, uh, Thanksgiving Day football. Thanksgiving we got three games. Football. We got three games. Okay. I'm excited about this. Uh, so, so let's go. Let's go one by one. Let's go early to late. 
Yeah, okay. early to late. All right, so CBS will have the Texans and the Lions yeah. in Detroit, of course. Who do you like? Um, Houston just looks terrible this year. Detroit looks terrible this year, but Detroit has this thing that their specialty is playing on Thanksgiving. And they show up, and they're on a national stage, and for some reason, when they're on the national stage and they're like that, they do well. I'm picking Detroit. Yeah, I, I like Detroit, too. It's almost like you're picking the lesser of two evils in this matchup with yep. as bad as Houston's doing. So I'll, I'll go with the home team. All right, Fox, Troy Aikman, and uh, Joe Buck will have Dallas and the Washington football team in Dallas. By the for way. The, for the midway, midday game, who do you like? I hope, I hope that uh... – that uh, between the sticks um, gets to to do their podcast version of this as well. I don't know if you've seen any of their games, but if you watch, uh, you can watch on Twitch TV or you for mm -hmm. free. Or if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch on Prime uh, the NFL game and watch uh, watch either Hannah Storm and I can't remember Hannah Storm's cohort, um, but that that call and or. Uh, between the six, and I like the between the six guys better than I like Joe Buck. Uh, so I, I'm still going to pick Dallas. Washington is hot garbage. I think a, a little bit more of a dumpster fire than Dallas is at this current time, even though Washington is slightly on an uptick more than Dallas is. All right, I'm going to go with the Washington football team in this one. Alex Smith looked pretty good last week, and I'm hoping for fantasy purposes that uh, – that uh, scary Terry McLaurin can have a good game for me. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. And the final and finally, game of the week, yeah, Pittsburgh. The night game. In Baltimore. I mean, we're getting ready to go into our power rankings. Hard to say anything, but uh, the number one team in football, in my opinion. Um, man, it's going to be a good game. That's going to be the best game of Thursday night. Of Thursday. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh better. I, I like Pittsburgh, too. I'm not a big Steelers fan. I'm probably more of an anti-fan of Pittsburgh. You and but me both. I, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh. And we both have good reasons for it. We have friends that are. Okay. We, we have friends that we used to hang out with that know nothing about football, but I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Okay. All right. So, Mike, the question of the night comes could come down to. Will you have the Sunday night football game on or the mask singer oh, on um, Thursday night on that, on the night? Cause they're going to switch mask singer from Wednesday to Thursday. So I will be in my basement where I have picture in picture. <laughs> and I will watch the Thursday night game on the small screen and the mask singer on the big size of the screen. So I can watch both. And my wife can watch it with me. And we can both be happy. All right. I, I don't know what it, where, where, where it could depend on how late we stay out at uh, stay with the family on um, whether what what we'll be watching. So I'm hoping the mass singer. If not, I'll have it on Hulu on. Uh, we'll probably watch it on Hulu the next day if needed. Oh, so you're hoping you're hoping not to watch Pittsburgh. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to I don't know how the rest of the family feels about mass singer. I know where my wife and I stand. To where if we're home by that time, it's going to be on the Mass Singer. Uh, that's what I'd rather watch than that game, and then switch over afterwards okay. to watch the the end of the game. And not um, watch but, the dancing or the I can see you sing or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care what comes on after the Mass Singer. But did you hear that they're going to have the masked dancer? I I, uh, I don't understand how that. I'm not works. seeing that. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I don't know how that works either. So, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so um, you ready? I think, do we got anything else in the show before we have to get to uh, no, the power rankings? No, not really. Let, okay. Let's go with the power rankings. Um, my, my, I didn't have my rankings ready or the updated version didn't save when you and Nick were going through them. So, uh, so I'm maybe about a week behind, but I did update my rankings. I think it was on Wednesday. Yep. On Wednesday, you updated yours today. 
So let's kind of go back back and forth with it. Mike, I'll rely on you to give me where the power rankings rank as I have my eye test up on a read-only spreadsheet. Okay. Um, so who, who does who does what does the power rankings have as the number one overall team? I'm really confused about why the power rankings have something here. So let me – I have to go look at something real quick. Um, or while, while you fix that, who's your number one team, Mike? Uh, Pittsburgh. All right. Um, I went with Kansas City. Uh, I really liked what our guest Nick Baker um, said when he put Kansas City over Pittsburgh with who would you, who has the better chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I really like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to where if those two teams played in a potential AFC title game, I think, I think Kansas City wins that matchup. So that's why I put him at number one. I can't, I cannot deny the, the intelligence of that statement however uh you know i can't you can't put an undefeated team below outside of the number one yeah i mean nobody's proven that they can beat pittsburgh yet let's see somebody try once somebody does maybe it'll change how we look at them um but yeah no pittsburgh's number one uh the power rankings something's got screwed up this week they were fine last Again. week. Some got screwed up, that, but um, they are showing Pittsburgh as number one. We're going to go with that. Um, okay. That's weird. Yeah, power. Hopefully, rankings. I wasn't the one that messed it up. Yeah. Anyway, um, who do you? So, you, who do you have at number two, Mike? Number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I put Pittsburgh down at number two. Okay. Uh, number three, Mike. Uh, number three, I have the Green Bay Packers. I have the Packers as well. Number four, I have the New Orleans Saints. I agree. I have them at number four as well. Number five. Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills. Well, that makes three in a row because I put the Bills there as well. And I believe at number six, we both have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, we do. Good job, Tampa. <laughs> okay, now this is where I think we start. I, I know we start to differ at least on this pick. Number seven, who you got there, Rich? Um, I put the Arizona Cardinals, but that was before the results. No, it, I did not factor in the results of Thursday night football into my ranking. I did not factor in Thursday night's game either. Um, but um, I have Arizona actually lower than that. Uh, number seven, I actually have the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, okay. Okay, uh, cool. Eight, I, I, I like that. Number, I, I put... My number eight team is the Baltimore Ravens. Again, we match. Number okay. nine. Who do you got in the number nine hole? Number nine is where I have Arizona. Who do you got at number nine, Rich? Um, I put the Los Angeles Rams there. Okay. And then who do you have at 10? The Las Vegas Raiders. I have the Los Angeles Rams. So okay. our top 10, so we, match, that far off. we match at least who's in the top 10. We have a couple of different variations here and there, but I think we're yeah, – I think – I think either one of us could be swayed to the other one's arguments on where they put those. Mm -hmm. those. I think all of those are very competitive teams. Now, when we get uh, 11 through 15, um, it actually looks like we're still fairly similar. Uh, 11, I have the Seattle Seahawks. I put the Seahawks there as well. Uh, at 12, I have the Tennessee Titans. Um, I put the Colts there at number 12. I put the Titans at number 13. Okay, number 13. I have uh, Welcome to Miami. Okay. So I wasn't that far off as I put the Dolphins as my number 14 team. So who do you got at 13? You... 13, I went with the Titans. Okay. And 14 is where I slotted in the Dolphins. Okay, and at 14, I have the Cleveland Browns. All right. We weren't that far off because I put the Browns in my number 15 hole. And number 15 is where I have the Vikings. Uh, now, here's why I put the Vikings there. Now, this is going to be – this is one um, – this – the pick of the Vikings goes to kind of Nick Baker and yours uh, argument about uh – -huh. When I look at their future and I look how they've been playing, and at their future, they look like a team that's gonna go, gonna end up being fifteenth overall at the end of the year. 
or a team that if you're in a playoff position later in the year, that's probably not a team that you want to face right now. So that's why I gave them that. And then I put Colts okay. at 16. All right. So I, my my 16 spot, I went to the Pats, <laughs> but I did wow. put the Vikings at number 17. Wow. Um, the Pats are way low for me. So th- this is this is where we differ a lot. Uh, the bottom, I mean, I'm sure that the bottom – yeah, I mean, a lot of my Patriots ranking being in 16 had to do with how the other teams that have a similar record and the fact that they were able to knock off the Ravens in prime time on Sunday night football. Yeah. That kind of gave them the bump to put them up as high as I did. That's all. Um, at So we're at 17 now? Yeah. San Francisco 49ers. All right. Um, I have the Niners. I put the Lions at my 18th position, and I did the 49ers at number 19. Okay. Number eight, number 18. You're on number 19 now. No, number 18. Right. Number 17 was the, was the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Which you have as the Vikings. Number 18 is I have the Chicago Bears. All right, so I've already said my number 18 team. I went with the Lions. Number 19 yeah. I have is the Lions. Okay. My 19th position was the Niners. And, my number, and, it, and your number 20? Who do you have at 19? Who's your number 20? My number 20? The Chicago Bears. My number 20 is New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, the reason that I put the Bears at number 20 has probably a lot to do with how they're playing lately. Yeah. Yes, they have a better record than I think they have a better record than Half of the, the Vikings yeah. and the Patriots and the Lions and the 49ers. Yep. But lately they're not playing like a team that should have that record. Hey, I put so the, that's why I put them down that low. I put the Niners and the Vikings ahead of them. Yeah. But I could I'm I'm just going off of what my rankings are and why I put them at number I 20. Can't that's all. I see the Lions being a team Head to head, Lions versus Bears. Who do you who do you got? Like, take it, take off your Bears fan hat. Mm-hmm. Think of it as an analyst. Who do you got? The teams are playing. Let's let's say they're playing this week. Let's say they're playing this week. Let's do it at a neutral field. Okay. Something happened in in Chicago, so they have to play the game in uh, in New Orleans. Okay. Who's gonna win? I think I'd have to take the Lions right now with the way wow. the Bears offense is playing right now. Right now. I would probably go with the Lions. I think you're wrong. I think the Bears are the better team. I think the Lions have gotten lucky. But okay. That's uh, okay. I That's all. You st- your statement holds true to your statement. So I cannot I cannot fault you on that. Um So we're at 21. I th- we tie with the Eagles. Yeah, I, I put the Eagles. I mean, I, I, I was mean, tempted to put the Eagles a little bit higher since they are leading their division, but I kind of took that off as an area of consideration to where I think that I, I did not factor in their division rank and where I decided to rank them as a, a, for the power rankings. Yeah, I, uh, I actually think I used that as why they are the top of the, the garbage yeah, yeah. I think that, anybody well, after 20, I, I did use their division ranking to, as a kind of tiebreaker for the other teams within with the same record. I think, I but mean, I honestly, couldn't justify them go ev- being a higher though. Everybody twenty down is just hot garbage, like just garbage. Like I don't, if they if they're on TV, like granted, I'm gonna watch because I watch football whenever I can. But if it was the, th- how about this? How about let's let's put it this way. Anybody playing in these bottom hat and below twenty, if they're playing on Thursday night against uh, Mass Singer, I'm actually don't care. I'm not even gonna pay, not even gonna try to get down here to watch the uh, both game, both the game and the Mass Singer at the same time. I'm just gonna watch uh, one of them, and uh, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, so okay, yep. So um, let's just go ahead and skip the middle here and. Uh, who- where do you have the bottom five this year? This okay, week? so that's Who's it. Who's in your bottom five this week? We'll 20. go from the bottom. Go from the bottom up to the top. We'll so it'll be teams thirty-two. So 32, 31, and thirty. I think we. T- I, I. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it looks like we match on thirty-two is uh, the the Jets, 
You can't win a game. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything better than the bottom of the basement. 31 yep. is uh, the Jaguars because if you can't yep. win two games, you're, you're barely better than 32. Uh, and then we got the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Okay. Uh, after that, um, I have Houston. I, I put the Washington football team there. Okay. Um, I I put the Washington football team. They look like they're they're starting to get something going there. Granted, they've only had two wins, so you can't say much. But um, coming off of a win is always better than than uh, l- coming off of a loss. Uh, yeah. So I had and, to put... and who who'd you round who rounds out your bottom five in the number twenty eight spot? The L A Chargers. All right, I, I put the Houston Texans there. Okay. That's fine. Like I said, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but, man. And then the bang, the Bengals, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put the Broncos at number 27 and the Bengals, Bengals and Chargers at 26 and 25. Yeah, it's... This it's bot- tough, but I, I think with that, with that, easily with the teams going 22 to 32, if you take off, if you... Be probably going twenty-two to twenty-eight. You could probably put those teams in a randomizer and hit the button, and you couldn't be wrong on where the where the randomizer put them. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, they're all garbage. Light it on fire. Get get rid of it. Uh, do the Jets win a game this year? Hmm. Let's, well, let's... what let, let's see what the remaining schedule looks like, real quick here. I wasn't expecting this, so I don't have it pulled up, folks. I don't either, so I'm actually pulling it up as well. Okay, their remaining schedule, uh, the Dolphins. Or no, they just lost to the Dolphins. Man, they lost bad by, to the Dolphins. Um, so this week they play the Chargers. Nope. The Dolphins next week. Nope. The Raiders the week after that. Um... In Bay, uh, in New York now. I don't see that one. Uh, Seattle in Seattle. No. L.A. in L.A. Nope. <laughs> Cleveland at home. Mm. No, 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 probably not. And the Patriots in Boston. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think, Depending on what posi- what sort of what sort of condition Boston is in at the time. I think they're they're they actually have two games that they have potential to maybe almost make it work. Okay, who who do you who do you think the where do you think the games are? I think uh, Miami. Okay. And that that uh, that game uh, against the the Patriots. Hmm. Okay. Those are the two games. If they don't win either of those, they're not winning any of the other ones. Like, none of the other ones are even going to be competitive. I don't even think the Chargers are going to be competitive. I think it's just going to be over. So, Jets, you got to win a one game for me. Come on now. All right. So, Mike, any final final thoughts before we wrap up the show and, uh, and going into uh, Thanksgiving? Um... Be safe. Be sanitized. Like I say that, but me and my wife wear our masks all the time when we're not at the house. So, kind of hard to. It's just weird. Um, but, folks, uh, be kind to each other. Um, we need more kindness in this world. So I'm gonna say, just be kind out there. Um, you got anything yeah. for the week? Yeah. Uh, just just have a safe and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe uh, maybe think things through as you're planning your family gatherings. Do you do you need to have that many people at your gathering this year? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's family, but at the same time, you got to maybe maybe think a little harder on on who 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 all should be at your gathering this year. Yep. We had to cancel all of our uh, Thanksgivings. So. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week, folks. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, Oh, I know what we we almost oh. forgot to do. What's that? Podcast. We got to promote the podcast. Give us a oh, like, yeah. uh, subscribe, 
Um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, jump over to Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks. Give our fa- our page a like. If you really want to participate in the polls, uh, jump onto the uh, the fans uh, at Facebook.com slash Fans of Balls and Sticks. Um, that way you can uh, be a fan and uh, do participate in it. Uh, we are here pretty much every Saturday uh, around 1030-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. is when we try to be that way you can uh, comment and join in the conversation on our uh, f- on our live feeds we do this as a live feed every Saturday um, if you're watching us on Facebook and you only want to listen to us in a podcast form uh, jump on over to wherever you get your podcast you can listen you can find us as under balls and sticks um, yeah we're looking forward to it um, help you look at look for us uh, Find us and give us a give us a five star rating if you really like what you're listening to. We really do appreciate that. That's going to help us uh, get found by more people more often. Uh, we have no comments, but uh, if you do have comments, this would normally be where Rich and I would read whatever comments, unless they pertain to a particular part of the show. Uh, God bless. See you next week. Uh, I think that does it, right, Rich? Yeah. Get well soon, Mike. <laughs> Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.